Coming to you high above South First Street in renewed, relocated Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. I'm Martha Croy, I make nice games. And I'm Dale LaCroix, and I finally, to make nice games. In this episode, your nice hosts and me talk about what we did on our winter break. And so, if everyone is ready... Let's start. Welcome back. To the clubhouse. Yeah. Yay. Listeners. Be back, y'all. And us. Uh, <laughs> we're back in a sense. We're in a brand new clubhouse. Yes. And we'll talk about that in a bit. And I'm already feeling very rusty at this. Yes. <laughs> How intro. What? Say? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> uh, we have with us Dale. Hi. Uh, who is our social media manager, my lovely wife, uh, who is now much more a uh, part of the the uh, definition of the show mm-hmm. because you made a game over break. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed during the intro you were like, uh, I know, and I finally make them too, I uh-huh. guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that later in the show as well. Uh-huh. We have a lot to talk about because it's been, what, two and a half months yeah. yes. oh, well, since we recorded an episode. Um, in the meantime, you listeners have been enjoying our nice replays. Mm-hmm. You've been enjoying them, I hope. Um, some of our favorites. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been listening to them. Um, oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. These were great. <laughs> I'm glad we picked them. Yeah. Generally speaking, you know, we're pretty good at this. Yeah. <laughs> but so humble. <laughs> Very humble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to take a listen to, because we were talking about making changes to the show. Yeah. Like, how are we going to make it better, improve it? And I think we've had some difficulty with that because we're pretty happy with how the show works. Yeah. Um, but we want to make sure we don't get complacent, that we find things we can improve, things we can imp- make better. And things we can like drop if they're not working or not, you know, we don't not need it. Mm-hmm. It's like playtesting. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's an ongoing process. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, we did a lot of that for the new website right. um, and our new branding and all that stuff. And so that's what this episode's going to be. It's going to be a little bit about what we worked on uh, for the show uh, over the past couple of months, as well as just what we did in general uh, at game dev, game dev wise and maybe a little bit else. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's say we get into it. Uh, first thing, and you'll notice this in your podcatcher or on the website, is we have brand new logo. Yay! Yeah. Which was very fun. Um, who wants to talk about what that process was like? Uh, I mean, I can Long. start. <laughs> Even though I didn't do the art, <laughs> I can talk about it. Uh, we, we were pretty happy with, with the old logo and how everything looked before, but we wanted to make it more uh, consistent and I guess like make it more compactable too, right? Like we can use it and uh, have an icon specifically for that we can use in a bunch of different yeah. things. Um, and so, like, we started trying to come up with ideas for what, like, a little icon would look like. Um, I think initially we, we all collectively, like, like the idea of, like, having a cartridge as our logo sort of thing. Um, yeah, we wanted to have something that was games related, but yeah. we were trying to stay away from cliches. Yeah, right? yeah. like, all the game dev or gaming podcasts have, like, the controller mm-hmm. or... Yeah. Or a joystick a or joystick. something, like an like Atari joystick. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I mean, we're, maybe we're making fun a little bit, but like, it is hard <laughs> to come up with like a, an icon that means that is game dev and not specifically gaming. Right. And, but also is not cliche, but also is you get the idea. Yeah. Oof, it was very difficult. Yeah. We, we like the idea of a, of a cartridge being something that's like, well, it's, a, it's very much on the nose, mm-hmm. which we do sort of want. Yeah. Um, but that's what, that's what we started with, but it didn't last that long as a principal icon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just, it didn't work because like when you shrunk it down, it would be kind of hard to see, uh, what like this is, you know, it'd say NGC or whatever. You'd be hard to see all of those kinds of things yeah. in addition to the cartridge. Also, if we made like our own stylized cartridge, mm-hmm. like a game cartridge, like then it wouldn't look specifically like 
right. a known pe- known object. Right. And if we made it very specifically an NES cartridge, a Super Nintendo cartridge, or a Game Boy cartridge where, where we were going, mm-hmm. then it would look too much like something we didn't make. Yeah. Really tricky. Yeah. yeah. But uh-huh. I mean, we, we did end up, you know, you can see it in the logo here. We did end up using like the cartridge is like icon iconography, but like for bigger pictures. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. We we want to keep that as part of our our design language, yeah. if not the logo itself. Right. But you see it in the 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 art for the I guess what you'd call the logo, the mm. full co- composed thing. But the logo itself, or sort of our type and our icon, is different from that. Yeah, and we can use it in different contexts too. So we'll keep that the kind of logo type logo looking thing and we can put it like if we get tired of the cartridge idea we can change it up and yes yeah we can yeah. give it a new environment the cartridge is the environment right now right yes yeah. yes yep. so in the show notes um we should see this however you get the show um you'll see a couple of our uh, draft uh, designs and these right. are all things that i made and that we sort of workshop together Kind of like, uh, how's this? Uh, how about we make a tweak? How's this? We sort of would do it live during our meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first ones you'll see here are the first idea I had, which nobody liked, <laughs> <laughs> which is that I wanted to have the Nice Games Club bug, yeah. which is like a little tiny thing, little bug little, with a smiley face. Mm-hmm. And my conception was, and I'm not, I'm not, it sounds like I'm pitching it again. I just want listeners <laughs> to know like how much I love this yeah. and how you guys immediately didn't like it. And there was like nothing doing. And so we just had to get rid of it. We, I mean, but to like, be fair, we did try a few. We did. We did oh, try. Yeah, you, you humored me for a long time <laughs> well, with it. I it's think. not just that. I, I, I honestly, I really like the concept of it because mm-hmm. like we talk about bugs and stuff in the, in the show a lot. And you yeah. Know, game dev, I think half of my job is just fixing bugs. So, yep. <laughs> so like, it makes a lot of sense that it was a bug. It just didn't, it just, the I don't know, it didn't well, work. Well, ultimately, the idea was it, yeah. it had that sort of double meaning. It, it's a bug, like, you know, we squash bugs. Mm-hmm. Also, it's kind of cute. And then my thinking was like, oh, it has those three legs coming out like a little ray of sunshine. So yeah. that was kind of my, you know, my ultimate, you know, you don't really get that from just looking at the thing. But that was like my idea. Mm-hmm. It was like, Kind of this thing we all have to deal with, but also like, look at it so cute and lovely. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that really came through mm-hmm. and it works as the dot on the eye, which means it's going to be too small when it's when the, when the you're looking at the typeface very small and on yeah. its own, it seems sort of totally out of context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of the reasons why you guys didn't love it. And ultimately, I acquiesced. It was like, OK, th- we can't save it as mm-hmm. an idea. Um, so we moved well, on. You know, well, someday if we change <laughs> the context of it again, from yeah. the, from we could change it to like lots of bugs around the code <laughs> of the thing. I don't know. No, no, that's what we went over. <laughs> well, we no, put a lot it, of bugs in our code. <laughs> well, I mean, you inevitably do it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we tried. What? We tried that, and it yes. ended up working out. But mm-hmm. then uh, Mark came with us with three other ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you sent me away. Say, let, uh, let's do three ideas. We locked him in the chamber. And when we come, <laughs> well, we, we, you know, we um, not just in terms of like our creative fulfillment yeah. or like what we wanted, but we had to like have a structure for like right. how are we going to like come up with something and then set our own deadlines so that we don't just like brainstorm forever. Mm-hmm. And so you guys sent me away and said, come up with three ideas. We'll come back. We'll pick one we like and yeah. we'll iterate on that. Yes. And so the next thing you'll see here in the show notes are the three ideas. Um, that I sort of actualized for that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see the first one we have is a sort of three stars, which represent the three of us. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a neat idea, and we liked the way it looked, but it it's, wasn't enough. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it is very cute. Well, it's I like Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, Dale, you liked this one the best, right? I did like this one the best mm-hmm. because it's really cute. 
like us. <laughs> yeah, you're all adorable. <laughs> but ultimately, that was more about the three of us and the show, like as a, its own entity, rather than what the show is about. Yeah, it doesn't communicate that it's about game development. It communicates maybe that it's about gaming, but it could have been that it's about those stars and lucky charms just right. as much. <laughs> it was it was much more abstract than any of the other ideas we had, and we did talk about like oh. The idea here is the three something, right? The three, the us as a, as a group. Yeah. Maybe it could be th- something else, or each of them could be different icons or whatever. But we didn't, and we like sketched a couple little like notions of what that could be. We just wrote down. But ultimately, we said, like, no, let's let's move on. Let's that one's our third favorite. Yeah. So, uh, the next one here. Uh, one, one of you guys. Describe? Oh yeah, I like this one a lot conceptually too. It's like it's like a get branch thing. So like. I don't remember who's supposed to re- who's represented by orange, but whoever is orange, like we all branch off of the orange thing. It's like, yeah. So like if you've ever used source tree or anything like that, this iconography will look familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, uh, like I guess the idea is like, yeah, the three of us are branching off. Uh, well, one of us is branching off into two. Right, which that was ultimately the failure of this idea. Yeah. Because yeah. we wanted us each to be represented by a color in our color scheme. Right. And part of this is inspired from, and this this makes it to the final logo, mm. is that when we record the show in our soft audition, each of our waveforms has a different color. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, they're not the default ones. I think I did pick them, but I didn't put a lot of thought into it. But those are the colors we associate with ourselves as we do the show. Mm-hmm. So they have meaning for us, even if it came from sort of a random source. And so we wanted to bring that forward into the logo. So these aren't exactly the same colors, but they're representative. Each of those three do represent the three of us, and maybe we should keep it a secret who's who. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think See, it, I always want you guys to wear the color that you are in this. Yeah. I think I am, actually. <laughs> Dale, this is a podcast, though. They can't see us. <laughs> I run your Twitter account. Oh. I, yeah. I do that. Remember part all of those picture taking noises that were happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, currently, our Twitter banner is the three of us, and they are the our, each of our images are tinted in, in our colors. Oh. So you can yeah. see it already. Um, and so the problem with this logo is that it implies that the two of us branch off from one other, which is not at all what we wanted to say with yeah. it. I'm leaving to go make my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me as not knowing anything about Source Tree, I interpret it as some weird yellow pipes that remind me of the yellow submarine or yeah. a, a subway met. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I first thought too. And I yeah. mean, it's not fair because you work on the <laughs> Nexus, so that's why we were thinking. It is funny because yeah. definitely a lot of that design, that that subway map stuff, I've done a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I was trying to have like, oh, these look too close together. Actually, oh no, wait, now it's a subway map because <laughs> 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 of my like natural instincts. Yeah, and you can see in the in the full uh, typeface part of this logo you can see the sort of the fuller git tree branching and merging through yeah. the path of it which was cute but kind of busy mm-hmm. and does look a little bit like a bunch of like brass horns or something yeah so yeah yellow submarini so mm-hmm. um with this not that the logo would look like this if we picked this direction but like that we identified a number of minefields yeah um that ultimately led us to reject that one mm-hmm. and then but the winner was <laughs> number three <laughs> behind door number three uh-huh. <laughs> oh i love uh this the one episode when we recorded with the the Finjins team or whatever we talked about three my brother was making music or something and he made like three different versions of it and like me and lane didn't like the first one a lot and then, like, the third one came up, and then me and Lane just kept spamming the number three. So I'm glad that this ended up being three again. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this one a lot because, like, uh, I think originally I was a little 
hesitant about it because like it was about programming and stuff and everybody right. when you know when you which think is half game, the story for yeah, us right exactly but i like, when you think of game dev uh i think a lot of people think of programming but yes it is like half the story and it's much more specifically related to dev work not necessarily game dev specifically mm-hmm. and so like i was a little hesitant to pick this thing i really liked on the bottom left you can see the three different colors and then the the brackets I really like that that aspect. We're like contained within this thing. Well, remember that was part of our live iteration process. So mm-hmm. you can see in this version that's in your show notes here, this third one, you can see the brackets that that nine degree angle, which I really like yeah. because that evokes our original logo with the sort of slanted lines, and we wanted to keep a little bit of that language. Mm-hmm. And on the below that, you see the two icon versions, right? And so each of these are associated with a smaller icon that we w- were really aiming for. Yeah. And the two ones on here, the one on the right, the one that's all red, that was my original notion for this. Is uh, you know um, a semicolon in brackets uh, tilted at that thing that was the it was going to be the idea and then i think yeah steven i think you said why don't we do the dots or maybe i had that as a a, a, a like a, a a draft or something but it wasn't what i had brought yeah. to that meeting yeah yeah and the idea there is that i was like oh it'd be kind of neat or whatever but the dots don't mean anything other than it's just the three of us right because originally I didn't want to do the three colors as anything more than a little hint. Mm-hmm. And so this was a way to bring it into this concept. And what ended up working out well for it is it didn't seem strong enough because it's just dots, yeah, right? Yeah. The three dots, it, the three dot vertical dots itself is not a character in any way. Right. It looks a little bit like a traffic light. So that was my big concern of it. But you guys convinced me that this was the one to go with because you had all said, let's put the logo or the colors in the type, yeah, mm-hmm. which is something I did not want to do. Like mm-hmm. I came to this saying, our first logo has each nice games club is a different color. Mm-hmm. I I'm like ah, I think that when I made that I liked it, but it's a little too busy. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and I wanted to have more uh, solid colors for the type. And both of you convinced me that like if we at least came at it from a less random direction as I did the first time, <laughs> it, it could still work as a concept. Yeah, and because of that, it means that nice games club in those three colors then gets shrunk down to the logo of those three colors. And so it actually, it matches better with the larger logo than either of the other two concepts. Yeah. So we workshopped it and you guys made, found a way to make it work even better. Yeah. And I wasn't, this was the version I was like, oh, this might be closest to conceptually working, but I, it was my least favorite, mm. I think. So we t- turned it around in that meeting and yeah. now we all love it. Yeah, because yeah. of the little tweaks we made to it. The coolest thing about the different colors is it looks like when you're in an IDE, like a code program. Yes. And then like, it will highlight like this type of programs will highlight different keywords, different colors. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Oh man, we should totally make a nice games club. Like, theme for an ID. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've said it on the air now, so <laughs> and so now we got to do it. <laughs> but yes, and you, I think you brought that up when we were having that meeting, and I had not considered that at all, but of course that's a way that ties it into the visual of the mm-hmm. the, 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 um, the actual shapes and, and style of the logo. The colors then match with that perfect. We're all very, very happy with that, and so you sent me a way to make some tweaks, and I just made the tiniest bits of tweaks, yeah. brought those colors in, um, and so on the next image you see in the show notes are Three versions of the logo uh, with uh, three different uh, contexts. So you see light on on dark, dark on light, and then this third one, which is just sort of the Valentine's Day version. (laughs) (laughs) But and one of the things that I did here was you can see that the actual three colors change depending on if they're on dark or light. And if you go back and listen to our color theory episode, I talk a little bit about the the color contrasts and color relationships. And so I wanted to have something where these are our three colors, but they're very much designed to work on this kind of background. But we wanted the logo to travel. We wanted to be in other places. And so uh, I wanted to make versions that would evoke those three colors but work again equally well fit into a lighter background. Mm-hmm. And so you can see the two different versions there. So the uh, the three colors we have for the three of us, those are our, our new brand colors for the show. They have alternate versions. 
And that's something I wanted to uh, settle really early on so that we could have that in a document so that if we ever needed to do anything else or we needed to have somebody else come in and make some assets for us, they'd have some rules on stuff like that. And yeah. you can see the little bit of the exploration here in that image. Yeah. Should we talk a little bit about the font that you yeah. made? Um, so I picked one I thought was cute but formal. And it turns out, what, Stephen? <laughs> it, looks, it looks very similar to the good place. Uh, <laughs> and the logo itself, it doesn't look that way. But like, if you can see the picture where it says it's a game dev podcast, it's basically like everything is fine. <laughs> no, yeah. it, is, it is in fact that exact same font. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time. I'm a big fan of that show, but it didn't. It, I didn't catch me. And I, I don't mind that it's the same. Yeah. But, but looks there good. were some changes I made. Mm-hmm. Um, one is I made I, I made it a lot thicker um, yeah. uh, artificially. So it, it's artificially bold. Um, with some tweaks that didn't sort of ruin the the, the lines of it. I also changed the G uh, from the G from the font. I made a custom G for games in mm-hmm. the Nice Games Club uh, because the one that's in that f- felt a little bit old worldy to me. Yeah, um, and I wanted it to be a little bit more modern. Is that the one that's in Game Dev here? Yeah, you okay. can see in the in the cartridge logo later on in the show notes. Um, but the but in the R typeface, the G is fully custom, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how that looks. Um, and that differentiates a little bit from just the standard. <laughs> Uh, uh, use of the font. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you pointed that out, I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it is. Well, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't right really on. notice it in the logo. I yeah. noticed it when you started typing more things. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But you know, that's what's nice is that it actually, even though that's kind of like, a, oh, that's a popular thing right now and uh, we chose the same font. Yeah. What they, it actually is like, oh, they must have chose it for the same reason that I did, which is that it's like clean and simple and modern, but also a little friendly. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, it's not a hard edged 20th century grotesque font, it, but it has a lot of the features of that, yeah. but it's also a little soft and, and welcoming. Right. And yeah. so that's exactly what we want our show to be. So I don't mind having this, a similar lineage. Yeah. I found that when you guys were discussing the logo, I mm-hmm. found this to be a lot harder than when you were doing the widget satchel logo. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think there was much discussion. <laughs> I think we're moving yeah. a little bit too quick to to devote a lot of time to that. Yeah, ultimately, I think it was just yeah. like Mark and did a I, thing, and we're like, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wondering if, in general, you thought that this was a lot harder than game logos, just because when you're doing game logos, you're coming from a much more solid like art development standpoint mm. versus podcasting, yeah. where it's much more conceptual. That's a good point because when you when you have a logo for a game, either you you do it earlier, late in the process, at some point, then you you have something to compare it against it is this right yeah whereas uh-huh. we didn't have that right our visual style was like the logo was the genesis of it right mm-hmm. yep. everything else was going to flow from that yeah. but also for a lot of people it's the only thing they're ever going to see from us right yeah. right i mean w- we'll talk about website and why we want you to visit it more mm-hmm. um but uh, a lot of people just have it on their their phones and they just get it every week and that's good for them and that's what a podcast is so we want to make sure that those people have like a, a see that logo and know that everything is there yeah right yep. And, and and also, I would say, a lot of game logos are terrible, and it's fine, <laughs> because the game is what you want, right? right? Yes. The logo, you almost never, ever see, and so it doesn't matter that most of them are garbage, <laughs> because most of them kind of are. Wow. <laughs> nice games. Nice games. Hot games club. Yeah, exactly. Hot game take clubs. I don't know what I'm saying. Hot, yeah. hot, yeah. hot game yeah. club. Hot games club is a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I, I think that's a good point, Dale. I think that, yeah, we, we didn't... We don't don't have a visual language because this is an audio uh, form of media so like uh 
So we, to create that that a, visual language yeah. took a lot more thought than yeah. than when you're creating a visual language off of something where you already have that visual language right. established. Yeah, I think that like when you're making a video game, like you're thinking of you're already you're creating that visual language. So there is, I would imagine, about the same amount of effort. You did it earlier, yeah, you, so, yeah. so all that thought is already done. You have more to work with, yeah, right? Too, yeah. Thing about colors like that that really really sort of bright bright green uh, that we had in our current logo mm-hmm. that was designed to really catch you right? right so you'd see it as you scroll through that was what that was for and we wanted to keep that but as we iterated a little more we realized that it was okay to give that up yeah and I think we really didn't expect to do that yeah and you can yeah. see it in the first version of this cartridge design that that like it, the the green was moved into the typeface that really really bright red. Um, was used as the cartridge label and again all bright uh, bold right, right um, yeah. uh, almost uh, um, glowing kind of colors mm-hmm. and then we ended up going with more subdued sort of softer colors still pretty pretty bold but not as, as sort of jump off the page right. and so uh, in the final version of the 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 um, the cartridge logo that you'll see here we still have some of that same lineage we still have that, that green background but it's not as not as neon it's not as bright um, and then the cartridge logo itself is the 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 light on dark, and so it's it's uh, we we sort of settled it a little bit. Yeah. Right? Do, do we have Martha's one that you made? Remember that one? It had a cartridge oh, too. Yes. I mean, I I just took a picture of a Game Boy cartridge and put the old logo on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, but I could also post that. Also, I was working on the computer when it was in night mode, so all the colors are off. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but yeah. it's pretty great. I think it's pretty great. <laughs> we can post that, too. Yeah. It's early on, because I think the first thing we had in mind, Stephen, it was your suggestion to use cartridge as a language. Yeah. And we were trying to find a way to really make that work. I think we, because we quickly came to the conclusion it wasn't going to work as part of the icon, yeah. but we liked it too much. So we did a couple of little those sketches, like the one Martha's talking about, where we took the, what we had at the time, which was close to nothing, <laughs> yeah. and, and try to see how it would work in context to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where we're sitting, ah. this episode won't come out for two weeks. So uh, there might be a little bit of tweak as we finally put it up yeah. uh, and, and what it's going to appear in your podcatcher and on the website. Um, but uh, we, I think we're pretty happy with it. We think it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dale is like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, I was going, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. Dale's saying, stop working on it. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We got other things to do. Yeah. Including. Right. The new website. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which hopefully is out by the time this is out. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the tr- the trembling in our voices as we describe what you're looking at right now because it's not quite finished. <laughs> yeah, making a website is uh, difficult, turns out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait to state it, Stephen. <laughs> uh, so say the people who don't make websites. <laughs> yeah, we're all game devs, especially me. I don't know anything. Y'all were doing. Um, uh, Martha and Mark know how to make websites, so like they would say things, and I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, that's that's a thing that makes sense." But like they added a bunch of features and stuff to the, to the website that like we're really excited about. Um, it is much more more easily navigatable than uh, it was in the past. Our goal with this was to really make this more of a resource for game devs rather than just a place where we put all our episodes and our show notes, Mm -hmm. make things more easily cross referenceable, make things when we, when we reference all these, all these resources on the the internet, when we reference, um, you know, 
games we're working on <laughs> games games, well, games we're working on but like also things like you know here's a great article about this here's a great article about this right we talk about them a lot and we t- re- revisit like the higher level topics and if you just want a list of like all those things we've referenced over the now years mm-hmm. we want to make them more easily accessible to you rather than saying hey think about all the episodes where we talk about this and yeah. what, what we titled that episode. And <laughs> yeah. Search, search yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we t- mentioned previous episodes in a new episode, we'll always make sure we put a link to it in the show notes for that one. Mm-hmm. So you can go find it and listen to it. But we wanted something where like Dale's describing a use case where like you want to learn more about this topic. You should be able to find all the show notes that we did in episodes where we talked about that. But not just that, if you want to learn about a particular topic from us, you can find all the episodes we did on a certain broad category because right now all of our topics are just very, very specific. And we've, re- we've done a couple more than once, but they're always a little bit different. And so we put them in categories. And so we spent a lot of time thinking how to sort this data. Yes. And that was like a lot the of discussion. Game dev Dewey decimal system. Basically, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about how we figured that out. Assuming oh, we, you know, we ta- assuming what we did we, was a good answer. Can we talk about we we categorize things and it took a while to come up with that categorization system. Yeah. I just want to talk about what we called them and how <laughs> how how dev life turned into IRL. <laughs> yeah, like na- things that would mean something to someone looking at it. Uh-huh. And and you know, uh like does UI and UX go into the same category and uh, it was kind of tricky because we don't have a lot of uh, data yet and, yeah. and we needed to add a lot of these uh, broad categories to old episodes because right? uh-huh. a big yes. part of this was data entry and we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, Dale made a whole spreadsheet of all the old episodes and what topics were in each episode and then like broad categories could happen, could be from those and mm-hmm. we made a list from that and then we went back and did it backwards. So we went and said, okay, if we were going to Give category, what category would we give this episode and this episode, like these two topics? Does it work with the categories that we made up? Yeah. And how many have we done so far? Because we now have a good data amount of data. So have we, we've only talked about this three times. So does it need a full category? Even though it's a, it's an, it's a topic that coming from scratch, you would say would need a full one. Yeah. So, and then we said, well, this one probably wouldn't uh, merit its own category based on how much we've talked about it, but someone is going to be searching for it. So there's lots of considerations and we, okay. we have to do this a lot without any data yet. So I'm thinking in a year, once this system is up and running and people are using it and we have some way of getting analytics, which we probably have to look into, <laughs> um, we can see how successful oh, no, it is. Not another module. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, what will really help us is feedback. And Stephen, you worked on yes. a new version of the feedback form. There's a new optimized feedback form. It's got fancy visual. It doesn't have fancy. Visual. It's just a Google form again, but <laughs> <laughs> but an optimized Google form. Yes, right. <laughs> it asks slightly different questions. Yes, it gives you easier things. And Stephen tossed out all my sarcastic answers. <laughs> well, yeah, one of yours was what was it? I can't remember. It was like it was like how often do you listen to the show? And one of my answers was I don't listen to the show I just really like filling out for <laughs> <Right. laughs> which I, I still thought think. was hilarious <laughs> I and mean, Stephen thought was a waste of space I, both of those things can be true <laughs> <laughs> but at least I get to say it on, on the podcast yeah. well if you want that as a category please leave feedback <laughs> 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 games.club slash feedback yes. 
Um, and maybe I'll listen to it, but probably won't. Well, Stephen, let me ask this. I don't actually <laughs> yeah. know the answer to this, but the existing feedback form. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're essentially just archiving that then. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so we'll so have gonna... all of those. I mean, I'll have all of that, those data points in there, especially like people suggested topics and such. Yeah. Cause that's a, one of the things we, I, I found most useful looking through the, the results from the feedback form mm-hmm. was the open ended questions where people just gave us comments. Yes. Uh, the, that's still in this one too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that like, we, we definitely didn't want to lose. That, oh yeah. But no. we wanted to get better quantitative data yes um partly because you know you listening at home you're like oh i'll sure maybe i'll fill that out you're not gonna not all of you are gonna <laughs> i know you all should yes. games.club slash feedback because we need you to please uh and the new feedback form will be live when this episode goes out yes uh, i said it so it will happen it is ready that one is one thing that is ready <laughs> so um so we need that information but also we need to be able to adapt if there's not a lot of that information right. so how can we get the information from so the questions for the quantitative stuff we needed to make sure it would get us to the answers quicker yeah. and add less a- ambiguity. And now that we had a lot of that data, we knew what were good questions and what were right. maybe fuzzier or not as interesting. Didn't give us as interesting results. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we want to tool the, the podcast so that it works better for our audience. So that's why we're asking. I think in the last one, we asked like which uh, type of episodes you liked best. Mm-hmm. And I think that was out of date. Asked if like you like round tables, interviews, and then like um, code the, comments or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Some, well, we have like a couple of retired episode, episode types now, yeah. Right, right. And now this one is more, you know, it's more up to date with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But like, we wanted to make sure that like we're giving you the kind of feedback that you're looking for. Uh, or not the, giving it. We don't want to give you feedback, but <laughs> you're all great. That's the type of feedback yes. we want to give to you. <laughs> and we want to give you the content that you deserve for being so great. Yeah. So <laughs> turn that around. <laughs> so, um, so that's why we, um, you know, we've tooled this this feedback form for those purposes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, I, don't, I don't think it's it's. I, I would like to say it's pretty intuitive. It's it shouldn't take but five minutes really to fill out. Yeah, unless yeah. you want to be detailed with your longer answer for or yeah. longer form answers. Which is would be appreciated because like we could use that information. Yeah, we definitely do have listeners who who filled out the feed, previous feedback form who just check the boxes and then maybe they a uh, one line or two and thing and then that that is really useful data yeah, is. and then we have some people who like check the boxes or like not even all of them and then they write us like full essays in the yeah. thing also very useful yeah like all of it is good and so we want to make sure that the feedback form is not just the data we need but is also a form that no matter what you want to tell us you're able to fill it out yeah yeah uh, okay, so we talked a little bit, uh, quite extensively rather, about the what we want the website to do and our motivations behind it. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's talk a little bit about what's not finished yet from where we're sitting two weeks prior to where you listen to this, and maybe what might not be done by the time you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we were, we're working with Drupal, which I've never done before, which is, I think, one of the big reasons why it's been mm-hmm. like so hard because otherwise known as Drupal to most people it's Drupal I, I really like the way you say it, <laughs> <laughs> it is better I mean I wouldn't agree that it's a pal but <laughs> that's what I figured they were going for mm. it's your pal Drew yeah <laughs> uh, and this is my fault I suggested we use Drupal uh, WordPress is what our previous site was built on right. which and, is what I know how to do right Martha knows how to do it I don't really know how to do it and so uh, that was was, uh, uh, Drupal is the opposite where I have a long history of Drupal and Martha's learning it for the first time uh, the reason that we went uh, the, you didn't fight me though so it's not like I forced it <laughs> well <laughs> that's debatable but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
but ultimately we had some trouble with WordPress and that it was really limited in what we wanted to do, especially yeah. with our goals of having this cross-referenced information. Right. Uh, WordPress is a blogging platform, but it can do all sorts of different websites. And it's really quite, quite good at it. As much as I like to tease it and I really hate using it, like it's it's fantastic. It, like yes. it, it empowers so many people. Mm -hmm. But we had some difficulty because there are certain things we couldn't turn off, which made all these little vestigial features floating around that would distract us. And uh, truly, there are ways to make this better for us. So WordPress developers don't you know, don't write in <laughs> about how we're doing it wrong. But it, we had difficulty with some of that. And so and we had to sort of adapt certain features to serve our other particular use. But the website didn't know what we were using it for. Drupal is the Wild West. Like you just you put together your website like so many Legos and you you can rename everything and you it's very purpose built it's designed to build web applications right and um, but it has a very similar somewhat similar philosophy to to WordPress in that you d you build it and then it's designed for users to put content on and because we are both of those audiences um, we had to sort of uh, re reckon with like how detailed we need to make the forms to fill in new episodes do we need a lot of help text for ourselves because we're the ones who built this thing has its own bit of flotsam that wasn't really necessary wasn't really useful to us um, but ultimately a better tool but the difficulty is that even I, someone who's built Drupal sites for over a decade, I was like, what is that again? Because <laughs> it is a very, it's a very complicated and sometimes very tricky to use system. Mm -hmm. And because it's like Drupal is so, you've written in the show notes, very open source in quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, like you were explaining to me how, um, I was like, why are these named this, this thing, this views doesn't yeah. make any sense and you're like well like it used to be a plug-in and then drupal is like oh this is useful and everyone uses it now it's part of drupal <laughs> yeah yeah I, I do want to talk a little bit about that and what i really admire about drupal and also does lead to some problems so open source software i think everyone listening to this knows what that means um uh, wordpress itself as a product is an open source uh, a, a tool right um uh, you know wordpress.org is a whole other story and you know what yada yada but uh, Drupal is not just an open source piece of web technology. Its culture is very open source. And that's why I put that in the show notes. It's like when you create a, a, um, a plugin or they're called modules in Drupal speak, you are very much encouraged to give it a very generic, simple name. And the reason for that is that way you've claimed that functionality for in the Drupal community. So that it, people are not working on this on on the same thing at the same time. Now uh -huh. that still happens quite often. And what then you come up with a slightly different name to describe it. Then what happens is after a couple of months, as you're both working, you team up and you combine it into one project. Ah. That happens uh -huh. all the time um, in the world of WordPress. Very frequently, there's tons of free or free plugins that are fantastic. But there's a, a lot more of a marketplace for paid themes, paid modules. That's the sort of that's the community of WordPress. Everything you get has a brand name, even the ones that are free, and that's great. I think that's I mean, certainly as a game developer, like that's very familiar to me. Um, uh, mm -hmm. The the, the uh, Unity Asset Store works the same way. Drupal is very much different in that its its culture is very much about uh, credit and not ownership. So when you build something, you get credit for it, but you are not the owner of it. Mm -hmm. And it is it, it is very refreshing because I don't know of any other culture, at least that I've been around. Uh, in software development, including people who give things away for free, which is a very common feature of software development communities. Mm -hmm. um, Drupal has a really interesting spirit that I've always very much admired, but you do have to kind of get used to how that works and 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 understand some of its limitations. So uh, like what Martha was saying, once a, a, a particular module gets um, an inflection point of usage, the the committee will put it into core and it will ship with Drupal. Mm -hmm. And so the thing I've always loved about Drupal is I say, oh, I would love if when I make this new thing and I enter a title, it then appends a number to the end of the title, but I don't have to type in that number. 
I'm just going to search and see if there's a module for that because there is, there always is. And that's what's <laughs> great about it is that like, because people are not um, making products, they're making features. Um, it, it tends to be a much wider variety of very atomized small features. Mm-hmm. And then uh, where you, you um, people work with each other, not just to combine their modules into a single more powerful one that does that, but people work together to say, oh, this functionality you want, these are the four modules that will enable it, that particular use case. And you can just invent your own use case in your mind and then do it. Like, it is very cool. Anyway, the problem with that is that <laughs> you then have to do maybe a little bit of your own programming. You have yeah. to do a little bit of the stitching together yourself. Yeah. Um, it requires a little bit more effort. And also, you have to go in with the confidence that it will work, even though sometimes it's, it will not work. Uh, and so, you uh-huh. have to have backup plans. Okay. So, that's difficult. And that's what I've been trying to sort of like... Uh, 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 teach Mar- Martha, but it's on a very compressed timetable. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surly about it. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of effort to, you know, get all that to work, so. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, uh, what we'd like to say from the two weeks out um, is that what you'll be looking at is uh, the site will have will be cross-referenceable. We have a new format for show notes where instead of filling out it like a blog, we fill out each piece like an individual field. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Drupal can allow us to do. And so making the show notes is going to be a lot easier for us, which is really mm-hmm. great, is that we basically fill out a, a form that we created rather than just a WYSIWYG uh, uh, you know, like a like a word document. It's gonna. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, please define WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> you kept saying that during the development. And you know, I it's like, true. I will say, it, web developers know what that means. Game developers might not always know what that means. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm also yeah. lay people have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I think you've had to explain what WYSIWYG means to me like three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. One of the uh, uh, so what you'll see very likely is you'll see a lot of the functionality that we've we've described we've gotten we've done very well I think yeah but the site is going to look very plain because we uh, we have done some uh, concept designs for how it will look uh, and it, it, the design language we talked about the logo but there's more that we've done as well mm-hmm. and we've done a lot of that work um, but it's not going to be implemented yet so yeah. it's going to be a very ugly website but you know as a podcast I think we're okay with that <laughs> um, so that will come in future weeks um, yes. GDC is coming up and other things are coming up so we don't have a timetable for that we might have yeah. to make a schedule for ourselves um, but right now it's going to look pretty bare bones but it's going to have that functionality yes. and I think we're really happy about that mm-hmm. um, but in order to have that functionality we needed to have the data there yeah so Dale and Steven talk a little bit about actually putting in the episodes that's what we can do because <laughs> that's what we are in the process of doing yeah. it'll be ready by the, by the time yeah it will, uh, this it, comes out you've seen the show notes before like we have you know articles and things that we thought would be useful as resources um but now like we can put all of those things and give them more context and um format them differently in uh with this new website yep and so it's a pretty manual process yeah the things that have been um holding me and making things slower is that you know it's just not one big empty blank space where you're copying and pasting to every every article or website that you're linking to is a separate thing so that it can be cross-referenceable and then the second thing is instead of just having you know like nicegames.club it will drupal will not accept that it's like you need an http colon slash slash in front of that (laughs) I will not accept that. I will give you a little red error flag that says, please enter an actual website. And that's just all it's asking for is the HTTP stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that is um, that it just takes time. Yeah. And yeah. it's things that it's easy to like make mistakes and then like have to like hit save and then go back and look at. 
And so it's been a little time consuming and frustrating in that Mm -hmm. sense, but um, hopefully it will make a much better website for all of you listeners and users Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. One of the things I put a lot of effort in um, as we were, um, we got the sort of how we're going to structure this data and Martha's thinking about how things are going to be put together. I'm then looking at the uh, the experience for us as we make the page. Mm-hmm. And because I know the most about Drupal, I was like, how do I, can I smooth over some of these rough edges? And so I've been trying to make it so that when you enter a new episode, it's more intuitive. So it's sort of, we were making a product for ourselves, but really we're making a product, um, or Martha and I are making a product for the four of us. It's not quite the same as just like keeping it all in your head. Like mm-hmm. it should be, you know, uh, I'm sure you've done this yourself in your own projects, listener, where you like, oh, it doesn't need to be perfect. I know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, and also yeah. we've talked about in the past and we've always talked about like what happens. We want to have people join us and and work more on the show and what, ha- you know, and so we want to make something that can work for everybody, um, uh, you know, us as well as anyone we bring on um, uh, uh, who who wants to help us build this thing or help it grow. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any designs on that exactly how that would work just yet, but we want to be ready for it. Yeah. And so uh, Dale is describing some of the proce- uh, difficulties of entering this data. And so it's been kind of a real time feedback of like, oh, I can maybe I can clean that up a little bit or oh, maybe I just need to explain to Dale how that works and that's the best I can do so yeah. there's it's not you know yeah uh, and I've been I've been hitting stumbling blocks where it does not like the the website game of sutra for whatever reason <laughs> and it does well, not like, <laughs> well we all have a problem with the name and now the website does too <laughs> yep and it does not like whatever one other website that also began with began with a g GameSpot. Yeah, it yeah. Not so like GameSpot for no. when Dale enters new show notes, um, the idea is, is that if it's from a, a, a like Polygon or GameSpot or something, you should be able to see all the the show notes we've ever linked to that website mm-hmm. uh, in on a page, so you can see what we've referenced from that person, or need to have this uh, database of those names. And when you enter a new one, it needs to find it in the database instead of entering a brand new one. And uh, it's maybe a little buggy. Yeah, right, Dale. <sighs> yeah, well, it's a little buggy. We're going to figure it out eventually. Yeah. So, and some of that's on us for how we build it. And a lot of it is on just this, you know, this cacophony of Drupal modules that we have to sort of trust work. Right. And when they don't, we need to find out, is it our problem? Is it the thing's problem? And it's all, it, it's all open it source, our, you know? Is it our pal Drew? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been pretty happy um, with what we're building. I've been very disappointed at our progress, but I think that's on all of us. <laughs> uh, but that's, I think, I mean, anyone who's made anything yeah, can oh, describe yeah, a similar situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And, and yet it surprises you every time. Uh-huh. Right? It's weird how that is. You're like, yeah. how did this take twice as long as I thought? Because like, uh-huh. the last thing I made took twice as long as I thought. <laughs> and the time before that, it took twice yeah, as long Yeah, and then as you thought. plan for twice as long as it takes four times as long. You're like, what's going right. on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have to say, I'm going to get this done in 25 minutes. And then you got a shot at a reasonable <laughs> time scale. Yeah. That's how this works, right? It's magic. Uh-huh, I think. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, here's something you can do for us. Um, go to your favorite podcast app and write a review or read reviews and say that those reviews were really helpful. <laughs> Mention our new and splendid website. <laughs> In your definitely, review, definitely that's, finished. that's definitely finished by the time <laughs> this is up. <laughs> um, reviews help our show get noticed. And if you write a review, we might even read it on the air. Hey, Steven, do we have a review? We do. This one is from Mission Dolly. Um, says, the absolute nicest. Come for the Aww. inside look at all the different facets of the game scene from three di- uncompromisingly kind and clever devs. Ooh. Stay for the bants. 
I don't know what a bant is. Does it, does like, it really banter. like banter. Oh, banter. Yes. Yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's nice to know someone likes it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for leaving my review. Yeah, it was very kind. Leave your own five-star review wherever you leave them. So what else did we do over our winter break? Yeah, you think the episode's over, but like, we have a lot more to talk about. And one of the reasons why it, working on the website's been so hard is we had other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of things Over this time. So uh, we're going to kind of go through and just talk about what we did on our winter break. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is that we left the clubhouse. Yes. We're recording from a new location. Um, it wasn't practical anymore to record what we were recording. Yeah. And so we are now in my uh, kitchen, which we've recorded in here before. Yeah. It feels a little less officially, right? It was yeah. nice in our previous location. Oh, yeah. Felt I like- forgot we have to keep our energy up, guys, because that's what people <laughs> always say is the episodes that we record here. Yeah. We're all like, yeah, we're like just comfortable because it's a th- nice apartment. It's, I mean, right. it's being at home. Yeah, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally home. Right. So. Now, you've heard us talk about the old clubhouse in a lot of ways. It's too hot. It's too cold. <laughs> it's too noisy. Actually, it's really reflective, yeah. like lots of echoing. We don't have any of those problems anymore, but yeah. as a consequence, I think, as we're what Mark was describing, we're very comfortable <laughs> yeah. here. And so it can very quickly devolve into just sort of like, okay, do use our NPR voices. And so, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to work to sort of make this space more feel more like the, uh, the clubhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened in December? So um, the, uh, the local chapter of the uh, IDGA um igda i keep missing those <laughs> transposing those letters they sound the same it's I hard know. to say mm. yeah other people have told me they do it too but i think they're just trying to make me feel nice no, no i do it all the time i have to like it's what does it stand for international game developers association okay and so the twin cities branch it's been operating here for over a decade um and just recently i joined the board of, of that uh, chapter we had a board meeting in december where we talked a little bit about what we we're going to do going forward we have a ton of new board members which is great we're like um, i'm part of this new cohort of people who are injecting some energy into the organization trying to make it a bigger uh a presence in yeah. our in our community um sort of fill in some spaces where we think need, could use some help um and to sort of pick up some slack and kind of find a way to like what is what is not being served and how can we serve it and mm-hmm. and um and it's been really fun to be part of those conversations before that brainstorming um and to to bring my own ideas to the to the community and have sort of a a voice in, in it um uh, which is great um so i i'm i'm feeling really good about it i feel like um uh, the, the, the trick is going to be like making sure I give it enough time, making sure that the plans we have, we can really follow through on like mm-hmm. the volunteer organization. Um, you know, it's, it, there's, there's works to be done, but we all just like this show, it's extra on top of everything else. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, we all have big ambitions, but we're only, you know, a couple of months into this new era and, uh, I hope we do well. The first test of that was global game jam. Um, the first thing that we did, we, we put on the yearly social, which is, we just got everybody together to hang out uh at a bar and you know get food and talk and chat and play games it felt good to sort of like be part of that process yeah um and also just everybody's sort of excitement about like oh yeah we're gonna do all these new great things Mm -hmm. and so we'll see how uh, beaten down uh, we all are (laughs) (laughs) by our lack of progress as it happens a lot of times with these sorts of things but i'm very optimistic okay that's good and i'm very excited cool um the big project that i'm bringing to it and really the reason i brought this up as a topic is is my big goal um, for um, the uh, the organization, I have, I have two of them. The first one is actually more uh, uh, institutional. Is that I want to bring more women to, into the group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, generally, it's hard for women to uh, participate, not just at a professional level, but at a communal level mm-hmm. uh, in in organizations like these. And and I think that no one's done a 
bad job, but no one's done a good job. I'm openly critical about um, our ability to invite women to be part of this the community. Sure. Uh, and so um, I don't have any particular talents to make that better, but it's something I'm going to bring up a lot. Yeah. And if if that's all I can do, then I failed. Right. Uh, I want some action. So mm-hmm. I do want it. I, I, I'm mentioning it because I want to be held to account. OK. A little yeah. bit on that, um, because it's easy for me just to say, like, oh, I had good intentions. Like, it's easy right. for people to do that. Yeah. And that is very frequently what happens in community organizations that are 100 percent good intention, lovely motivations and fantastic people is that when you don't do things right you feel like well i i did fine mm-hmm. i want to make sure we do better so that's yeah. my, one of my big goals um and then my second one is a specific uh, initiative that i want to start and i'm calling it for now nice games alliance so it has some uh, lineage with this program mm-hmm. and really a, a goal i had since starting this show which is this idea of, of of having this sort of um almost trade union or trade organization kind of thing um like a lobbying group in a sense that mm-hmm. like talks about uh, uh, promotes the games that get made here. The IGDA is about promoting the activity of making games. But I want to have an impact into uh, promoting the actual games that get made. And so uh, uh, my notion for Nice Games Alliance is that um, it's like if you've ever watched a, a TV show made in uh, New York or a movie made in Atlanta, you'll see a logo at the mm-hmm. end of these things that, say, that proudly say. Yeah. And those... Those are there because it's part of a sort of a shared thing. You get some benefits from it, but also it promotes that to other people who want to make programs there. And that's what I want to do. I want to do Nice Games Alliance. So I want to have a lot of the game developers who've released games um, uh, in a professional capacity or even in a smaller one. I haven't determined how this works. Yeah. Um, to, you know, stick a logo at the front of their game, their studio um, and, you know, the Unity logo if, if they're using Free <laughs> Unity mm-hmm. and, and Nice Games Alliance and a, and a website that will list all the games from our community that have been released. The, the cost of entry, I think, is um, adhering to a set of principles. Mm. Um, some very simple things, uh, 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 labor practices, uh, diversity initiatives, um, sort of, you know, the nice stuff that we yeah. want uh, all games to be made uh, doing. And so what those things specifically are, are not for me to decide. And the reason I want to bring this to uh, IGDA is I want to have it be a communal effort. I want a, a committee to help decide what these rules are, how it works, mm-hmm. how to make it so that it's we're not we're not excluding people from it based on that stuff. Like making yeah. sure we keep a balance and we inv- it's inviting and it does the job of saying these these are cool things made here and made they're nice games made nicely, right? Yeah, and that's what I want to do. So, and I think that the IG, uh, IGDA is a a place where that could be incubated. And so um, if, if you're local to this community and you like the idea, I'll be talking about it at um, the next meeting um, and probably the meeting before this uh, um, episode goes out, perhaps, or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, calendar math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> still bad at it. Still bad, show, yep. still bad at calendar math. <laughs> Has not changed. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And I, 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 have, I have big designs on it, um, but I'm going to need some help from the community because it's not, not just that I can't do it alone, but if I do it alone, that it's not any good. Mm. Right. Um, and well, I mean, you're asking for people to be in community. So yes. you can't be a community of one. It's 100% dependent on that. And yeah. the reason it's called Nice Games Alliance is one, that's a fun name. Uh-huh. And uh, also, Nice Games Club is part of that, uh-huh. uh, I, I believe. And so I want to make that to be something that goes on that list. Like, this is a product of this community made nicely. Yeah. Um, and promoting those those goals. And so that is something we've talked about a lot about making Nice Games Club bigger than just the three of us or bigger than just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bigger than us and our regular guest hosts. And, and we've, we've grown it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. We've g- got people closer to the center of it. But I think it can be bigger. And I think a part of the way to do this, give it a little bit more infrastructure, make it about other things. 
And so we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. And maybe Nice Games, a, a Nice Games uh, uh, Club website will be where that happens, where a lot of those things are are done. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will be formed somewhere else. And this is going to be dependent on who joins the initiative. So, um, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about that over the break as well. And cool. uh, we'll be putting that into action soon. <laughs> uh, come to the meetings and uh, and join me. Yeah. We'll put a link to the uh, upcoming meeting in the show notes for this episode. So if you're in the community and you haven't come to one of our, our monthly meetings, um, you can check it out. And, or rather, you have no more excuses to not, uh, not check it out. <laughs> um, okay. I will go next. Okay. <laughs> I... Uh, Played and worked on Reravel. Yeah. I brought this to the December Playtastic glitch, yeah. which was which was pretty successful. I got um, a lot of good feedback there. I also brought it to a New Year's Eve game party where I was I, there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> where I got some good feedback and some ideas for it, including what I call, uh, and I haven't even tried this yet, but I want to call it Story Bingo. Oh. Yeah, it's based on it's based on uh right in December when um Star Wars Rise of Skywalker came out and I was listening to a lot of dunking on Star Wars podcasts. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's the most entertainment you can get out of that movie. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um this YouTuber referenced her Star Wars bingo card and she was like, even in my crazy Star Wars bingo card, you know, like I put on like this and this and this and Mm -hmm. i was like that's what i need to like have a scoring system because in a cooperative storytelling game there really isn't a way to have a story a scoring system so for listeners who haven't heard us talk about revival in months (laughs) uh, (laughs) what is revival it is a nice games club game jam game that when Steven was off doing his own thing at a party. Yes. What did I? Oh, was I in Seattle? You were in Seattle. I'm not talking about that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Mark, me and Martha made a game jam game, which we called Reravel, and I have continued to explore. You can take another look at it in episode We'll link it in the show notes because I have no idea which number it is. Got a, uh-huh. It's probably got a number. I, it It'll definitely. be linked in our new in the new way that episodes are linked. That's yeah. something yeah. actually we didn't bring up when we talk about the episode. All the, n- the episodes will have numbers now. <laughs> like when we bring up episode blah blah blah, we we're on episode one hundred and bajillion or whatever. Then like you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> now that we have over one hundred and fifty episodes, it's become more necessary to yeah. refer to them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rerival is a cooperative backwards storytelling game where you work together with whoever's playing to tell a story in a backwards fashion. So you start at the end and you work backwards towards an inciting incident. And since you're working to tell together to tell a coherent story, there's not really a a scorekeeping system that I mean, can coherent air quotes, but yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really depends on who you're playing with. Yeah. And and how many players you have because the more players you have, the more more story cards you get, and like the harder you have to work to, to fit them in together, mm-hmm. the less coherent it kind of gets. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very easy easy thing to score, and so right. so I came up with a alternate thing that I have to try out. But for those people who really need that scoring system to be like, it's not a game unless I can win it, or at least can try to win it. Um, for those people who need that. And that can also be, you know, a fun add-on, but not necessarily the point of the game. So I think that will be 
an interesting thing. One of the main things, the feedback is like, okay, I get that it's cooperative and you're doing this, but there's no way. And like, how can we make this more competitive? And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the point. Well, yeah. And uh, some, some players say, oh, this would be great if we as a team could win or lose. Right. And some people say, oh, this would be great if I could win and they could lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and it, you've been sort of exploring ways to either make one or both of those systems work. And mm-hmm. do they work as part of the core experience or are they add-ons? And if they're add-ons, is that too finicky? And yeah. it's been a lot of interesting. And so this yeah. is the part that I think when people are designing games, that it's it's one of the first hurdles that you, even when you've done it before, you forget you have to do it again, which is to decide what the game is not. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a big challenge and it's really interesting to watch you go through it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think. <laughs> anyway, um, so so that's been fun. And then uh, one of our friends of the show, Lane, took it home over Christmas, and it is now his parents' favorite game. So, like, <laughs> at least I have one win under my belt. That means you beat Lane because he's also working on a board game, and <laughs> his parents made like his your play. game better than <laughs> I'm sorry, Lane. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to what Mark did in December. Uh, I started working on Metro Nexus again. Oh, I, yeah. I did talk about this before we went on break. Right. Uh, after Widget Satchel was released, that's my plan. And I've been porting it to Hacks. And I talked a little bit about that in our in our last episode before we went on break. So you can get more of the details then. Um, the two things that I'm working on uh, that, that make it urgent for me now is I want to get it running on Switch, um, which is uh, I'm not at the point where I can even try that yet. Ah. So, but I, I know I know all the steps. So okay. I'm like I'm anxious to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but also I got to get it ready for GDC. Oh, uh, because I'm, I'm booking meetings. Hey, okay. So in March. Well, <laughs> that's in March. Um, calendar math. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just a calendar. <laughs> yeah. You know, worst case, I have a PC version that works fine yeah. that I can bring and, and show off. I think it will show well even in the older version, but I'd love to get it running on the Switch and demonstrate it that way. Right. Um, and so that would be nice. So I'm not, it's not like a total do or die, but a lot of it is just getting the, the system working as is. So I'm I'm really, really resisting the urge to start developing, to start working on it. Because oh, I, what I need to do is I just need to get all of it over yeah. to w- working on the new the new code base. Right. Um, which again, you can hear more about exactly what that means and why I have to do it uh, in that previous episode, which, which we'll link. Yeah, so th- I think that's all of December, right? I mean, otherwise the holiday and family stuff. Yeah, uh, I think that was most of my December was holiday and family stuff. So January? Okay, so into the new year. Yes. That I did things in. I yeah. went back to school. Hey, well, I've been going to school for you know a while now. But I went to school for five years and didn't get a degree, so I just accumulated debt. <laughs> and I did and not, some credits and, and some credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I am now going back to school now that I'm more established. I have a full time job and stuff, and can support myself financially. I'm going back to school so I can finish that degree. Just joined a class called Digital Media and Culture. Which I thought would be really fun, and it's not. But oh, hey, everybody! <laughs> Stephen's gonna have to make a viral video oh, for goodness. this class, so <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes if it's done by the time that this is out. It might be. I don't know. Please retweet it. Yeah, <laughs> that's viral. That's true. I'm supposed to leverage on any method you can, uh-huh, yeah. including <laughs> Nice Games Club listeners. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that I can uh, use. I've been working on at work. I've been working on this game called Rhythm Rumble. I think I've talked about it, and I'm hoping that like I can get my work to make a video for me. <laughs> so I could use that and we could just promote that. So that'd be great. Uh, we'll see if that works. I just told him to put cats in it. Cats would also be good. Do you know where I could find 
cats. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Okay. Listeners, um, if you know where there are cats, <laughs> please write in. Yes. <laughs> um, what I did in January and a lot of December also is look for and then buy and then move into a house. Wow. So it's exciting. <laughs> I'm a home, homeowner it's now. It's consumed your life. Yes. <laughs> like literally, yeah. Our house is still full of boxes and stuff um, because, but yeah, Dale helped us move and it was really nice of her. Thank you. I, I like helping people move. <laughs> Why is it? Um, It hits all my buttons. Which are? Uh, which are, I like to, I like to help people. Mm-hmm. I like to secretly look at stuff. <laughs> okay. Peer into their personal lives. Yeah. All right. I like to be physical and move boxes without actually working out. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yeah. I like when people buy me pizza. <laughs> and I like to eat that pizza. Those are all things you do when you move. Wow. Yeah. And, well, I, the- and, and I also like to tell people what to do because I like to tell people to like move this box here and move that box there and put this in a box and like. When people are moving and when you come in to help people move, they have already been packing up their stuff for like a month. Like they've been thinking about uh-huh. it and they're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it, Martha. <laughs> okay. They have been thinking about it for like a month and they're at a point where they're, they're kind of exhausted about the whole process and you get and to And now they have to be in. general to all of their friends and tell them what to do and that's like not fun. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to come in like as like this infusion of new energy mm-hmm. and help them out when they kind of need it the most. Yeah. But also you are, you can make decisions and you don't have to like uh, rue over them. Yeah. Like that box goes there and it doesn't matter. Whereas Martha, it's like you would have to think about it a lot because it's, that's in there. Yes. Whatever. Well, I yeah. think about it and don't actually do it. And then Dylan <laughs> does it, but he doesn't think about it at all. Like yeah. when, like what I've, sorry, Dylan, I'm putting you on blast, but, um, <laughs> but I've been finding boxes that just have hallway written on them. And oh, I was yes. like, Dylan, what is this? And he's like, oh, that's the box I par- packed while standing in the hallway. <laughs> yes, it does not go in the hallway. <laughs> like, there are so many boxes that say hallway. None of them are for the hallway. Did you just take everything into the hallway and pack yes. it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So they're all labeled hallway. Everything oh. he packed in the hallway. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, maybe he would. He was packing and he remember he was in the hallway when he packed it. It would just, But everything was in the hallway. So yes. like, there's just no context. You're, okay. No. We're no. all putting Dylan on blast. <laughs> <laughs> he can take it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, another thing that involved pizza was us watching Star Trek Picard all together, which of right. course we have to talk about because our t- podcast is secretly a Star Trek podcast also. <laughs> the problem is that uh, because it's CBS All Access and everybody is like, I love Star Trek, but I ain't paying for that, yeah. which is <laughs> everybody's attitude. Uh-huh. Uh, Dale and I are the only ones who've seen more than the pilot episode, so we can't really talk a lot about it. We can talk about, you know, the... It, the- was, it was a great time with all the game devs watching it. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we yeah. packed my apartment, our new clubhouse, in fact, mm-hmm. with uh, something like 15 people uh, in this uh, not huge apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, found seats for everybody. And we watched uh, a couple of Next Generation episodes um, that I was like, oh, this is, this is according to trailers and stuff. This will tie in. We've been watching Star Trek episodes at my place mm. the past couple of years every so often, yeah. having people over to do that. And I've been sort of curating, you know, what to show people. And um, so I had to, some of those more recent ones we saw. I had to put those. I'm not going to watch those again, even if they fit in. Yeah. Turns out the two I picked were like the exact two that they, were perfect to, to watch yeah. before, which is a measure of a man where data goes on trial for his sentience. 
uh, to be determined, determined property or not property of Starfleet. That's a really good second season episode of The Next Generation. And then Family, which is when Picard goes back to his vineyard to sort of uh, talk to his brother after, in the wake of his uh, assimilation by the Borg. So those are both two quieter, talky episodes, but they seem to have a lot to do with the the new series. Yeah. And boy, did they ever! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was good content. So it's good. We watched those two. We uh, I have this old tr- uh, trivia board game from 1993 with a bunch of trivia cards about a bunch of Star Trek episodes. So I asked all the trivia questions, and people were shouting out the answers, and it was a lot of fun. And then we they watched. They were really hard trivia questions. They were very hard because like, they weren't well formatted. <laughs> formatted. Uh, well, like they were they were hard if you just watched the episode. Episode, much less if you like had watched the episode weeks or months before yeah yeah it's a it's a terrible board game <laughs> but I, I i put i organize all the trivia cards in order of episodes so now whenever we watch next generation here at my place mm. we can uh, do lame trivia okay it'll be fun yeah, it was fun i liked it and then we watched uh the uh 10 minute uh, uh prequel to star trek picard right yeah called children of men which is a short story Ch- children of mars children of mars that's right i'm mixing it with that movie um which was it's great it had almost no dialogue and it was um uh, set to uh peter gabriel's version of david bowie's heroes um which is which i liked a lot i think i think in the room people were like it was mixed eh, right it was okay yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and then we watched the pilot yes. which i think for the most part everybody really dug um, uh, I thought I was also okay. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm the least Star Trek fan out of all of us here. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I've seen you know enough episodes. I haven't really seen that many of Next Generation. Right. That's part of why I wasn't this into it. But I I noticed that like with the newer Star Treks, they all are very dramatic in a movie way. Yeah. Whereas like yes. the you know the Star Trek shows, the older ones, they were more dramatic in like a narrative tensity sort of thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like a lot of times there would be like, oh man, this thing is going to happen. We have to talk about the solution. And I like that of like yeah. with the mm-hmm. old Star Trek. With this one, it's more like, uh, no, we're just going to shoot guns at you. That's the threat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so like this, this, I, I was kind of disappointed because this had a lot of that too. And it, it still had like the dramatic, it had stuff. way less of that than, say, Discovery does. Yeah, Discovery true. is very much a modern action adventure show. Yeah, and, and I, I do not like Discovery, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this worked a lot better for me than Discovery did. But. Yeah, and I liked I liked Discovery a lot, mm-hmm. but I g- totally agree with you. I have to sort of like just sort of take it as read that it's going to have more action than I want it to have. Yeah, yeah, and then I just have to forgive it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do that just because I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so I I, I can forgive a lot. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but Picard I think has uh, less of that, and certainly okay. in, in the yeah. in the episodes that followed, uh, still less of that. Okay, um, which is good. It bodes no well. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'm most disappointed in is because this is very much this is a Star Trek specifically for fans of the next generation but also it's uh, one of the the principal writing team is Christian Beyer who did a lot of the Voyager novels and knows a lot of the Voyager story backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. and is also sort of a keeper of the canon uh, in that writer's room like making sure that everything lines up yeah and so the thing that's missing from Picard is the spirit of Deep Space Nine Uh, which is my favorite Star Trek and And it's weird too because based off of the narrative implications of the first episode which i will not get into i guess is uh-huh. uh it, it seems very deep space nine it's it's definitely more political yeah. in terms of the state of the galaxy that ds9 uh-huh. did quite a lot of right 
Um, so it does. It's just in a, it's sort of a different way. Mm-hmm. I and I in terms of the connections to Star Trek lore, which is like that scratches in a lot of itches for me. Yeah. Um. There, it seems like that that in that room they're thinking less about what happened on DS Nine to sure. to tie that in. Okay. Um. And and maybe learning the lessons of when the show had done this kind of storytelling before. Mm-hmm. Um. And building on that, and rather, and it seems more like they're doing it for the first time. They sort of feel. Um. I liked it. Hmm. Uh, I liked all the callbacks to things. I like Picard being an old, old, an old boy. Um, <laughs> and I liked that he's got his doggo. And did, I like all the, the new characters. What was the name of the dog? Number one. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> that's what that's what Picard calls his first officer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so the dog is the first officer. Oh, okay, huh? that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, old man Picard. Mm-hmm. He's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I have the same criticisms as and likes as you guys. Mm-hmm. Just as long as they don't kill off mm-hmm. Janeway, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you're happy she doesn't appear as long as they don't say that she's dead. Exactly. Yeah, that's all they have to do. <laughs> Dale's been watching Voyager uh, for. I guess you've seen some of it, but for the first time, you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Martha, you said you like the new characters. Um, I agree with that. Uh, what, what, what do you? What, who are your favorites? Oh, I like the scientist lady. Mm. Oh yeah, Alison Pill. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone's yeah. favorite. She's the best. <laughs> yeah, they were like two Vulcans or something. Yeah, I like the, the Vulcans. Arm. They were cool. They were Romulans. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they were Romulans. That's well, what they the ones were. that now just work at, work at Picard's Vineyard for no reason. So I read the prequel comic to the series. It's a prequel comic. Yeah, it's a three issue comic series that okay. explains the backstory of the two Romulans who ah, live on Picard okay. uh, Vineyard. They they themselves are are vintners from a Romulan colony, so mm-hmm. that it makes a little more sense. I mean, it makes almost no sense when you watch it. Like, what are they doing there? You get the ins- impression. And in fact, one of them does say to him explicitly, like the things you did for us. So there's sort of yeah. there the, in the in the interim time since we last saw him. I thought that was an us Romulans altogether. That is what she means. But but you can tell that there's a little more to their specific relationship. But yeah, it doesn't <laughs> anyway. say all. <laughs> yeah. But no, those, those I like those. Those characters are great. What about the sexy Romulan? What? I think I would have remembered that. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> um, uh, so, so you didn't go to Protos Field this is a note that is in here I don't he, think we're I, supposed to put things you didn't do <laughs> but okay well I was planning on it but then it got all sold out so yay for Protos Field boo for Dale uh, yeah, okay. Field is a game board event mm-hmm. that's a Full weekend long for game board, wait, board games, <laughs> <laughs> not just the boards, the whole game uh-huh. <laughs> that are in development. Mm. And I was not quick enough to get tickets for Reravel and didn't realize that it would be that popular. So boo for Dale, but congratulations to Protospiel for totally selling out of both their, their developer tickets and their playtester tickets. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, they went pretty quick, apparently. Yeah. So... Congratulations to them. So that's really more of a Dale didn't do it and congratulations <laughs> uh, bullet point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things we didn't do, Hyperdot came out. You know? <laughs> 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 Yay, oh, Charles. Yes, yeah, so my brother, he's been working on uh, this game for three and a half years, four years, something like so that. So many years. Mm-hmm. It finally came out on January 31st. You can purchase it on Steam and 
Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Xbox exclusive for a while. So. And Windows PC. And Windows PC. Yeah, my brother, he makes sure to support Windows things because he was one of the few people who has uh, Windows phones. And I realized that, like, y'all also, <laughs> Mark and Dale also had Windows phones. I didn't. Dale did. She was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. I loved my Windows phone. Yeah. This is not an advertisement since you can't get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you and Charles were the last of a dying breed. Yes, they right. we were. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, and if you liked it, leave a review on it, uh, especially on Steam, because there's a whole thing about, like, how they, you know, determine whether or not the game is positively received if they get enough reviews and stuff yeah that's been a struggle for widget satchel is like enough people are playing it but not enough people are leaving reviews yeah and i don't have i don't know what to do about that or how to make people leave reviews there Mm -hmm. are reviews but it's just it's not reaching the whatever algorithmic thresholds that will then make it appear it's all it's all a virtuous cycle yeah and kicking that into gear is something that is like it is kind of like an alchemy and it's like something that that people do know how to do, but game developers generally don't. Right. And so that's been difficult. So, hey, if you uh, got a copy of Widget Satchel, that's another, yeah, uh, something that's else. another yeah. pitch. Just please leave a review. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Hyperdot's out now. Um, it, there was an exclusivity deal for Xbox. Right. So it will come to other platforms, I believe, eventually. Yes, it but, will. But not for a bit. Yeah, so if you're, if you're waiting, uh, maybe uh, just buy it now. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it, it might be a while. Or get it twice. I mean, that's always <laughs> yeah. that's true. Way to be your brother's hype man. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell him I did that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's on, um it's twenty dollars, but like it has a lot of content in it too. Yeah, I feel. I mean, every so game much feels content. worth that or more, but there's no problem with that price yeah, at all. Like, yeah. you will you will get plenty of enjoyment out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and the multiplayer is really robust right. and has lots of modes. It will last you for for a lifetime. Oh yeah, and you can make your own levels. Like, that's a that's yeah. a deal. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've been working on uh, is vengeance. I yeah. said last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm excited. We're gonna right. co-sign that. Yes. <laughs> oh, somebody's got his own hype team. <laughs> Y'all so sweet. Um, yeah, we've been working on that, and I said last year that we were planning on releasing it this year, and we are making progress towards that. I think so. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, actually specifically like we were working on. We've been discussing like how we want to publish it and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like we kind of are leaning on just like having a Steam release. We've been talking about like adding more stuff after we like you know release the game and stuff. But we're talking about maybe releasing it in May. Okay. See if we reach that date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. And like, if we get close to the goal, or we don't quite make it. At least we've made progress towards release. So that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. And uh, you've uh, you've now started cutting off avenues of new content you you this is what the game is you mainly yeah <laughs> it never quite is yeah <laughs> but but yeah we, but that's been the biggest challenge is, is not uh, not the normal problem of scope which you guys have had but you've gotten a handle on mm-hmm. it's mostly the case of do we want to stop now or do we want to do another chunk of development right right it's not mm-hmm. like a you want to do this feature this feature this feature it's like you're you're making a sort of a, a, a two paths in a road decision yeah. and i know you guys have had a lot of difficulty because both are attractive options right right mm-hmm. yeah that's where we're at but it looks but it seems like you've picked the this is it and we're gonna finalize and publish we are making a lot of finalized decisions now yes. yeah mm-hmm. if it's if it's a steam release then you can release it i don't want to say quietly but you're not you're not gonna be doing a lot of promotion for it it sounds um we been talking about maybe getting somebody to help us promote the game okay that's exciting mm-hmm. um but then you you have you still have options to do updates and more content yeah. after the fact perhaps yes yeah we talk about that too you can get people to keep playing the game and stuff and talking about it mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. Uh, none of that is finalized, but you know, we're in, we're in talks. Well, we'll ask you about it again in future episodes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us updates. No, yeah, I need to be held accountable because I said it. Actually, the Hyperdot launch party was yesterday and like uh I guess I had brought up on the podcast that I that wasn't going to release it this year. People kept saying, "Oh, you're going to release it this year. What happens if you don't release it? What, what do we get to do?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> Under penalty penalty of uh, <laughs> yeah, say Matt. something like pie in the face. Then you get to like eat some pie. Oh, okay. And like do some laundry. It's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Gravel, who's been on the show before, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to make a mean games club, and we're just going to rant about how Stephen didn't release the game." <laughs> and then he said he was going to invite my brother on the show. Which I mean, if we don't release the game, Charles is partly responsible. But I'm going to get blamed the whole time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah, he can't say anything. <laughs> I know, right? It'd <laughs> oh, be something else. Be oh my! Other <laughs> <laughs> uh, news, I suppose, in, in January, uh, the Global Game Jam happened. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, this year was unique in that we had two uh, sites for the Global Game Jam. In the Twin Cities. In the Twin Cities. In the Twin Cities. It's two total, and that's it. For our community, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in previous well, years, uh, Glitch has put on, they've been the, the ones to organize the, the event each year. Yeah. And then last year, there was a lot of like uncertainty as to when that was going to happen, and mm-hmm. plans got made really late, and people were a little bit nervous about that. Right. Um, and it all... It all uh, came through in the end. Yeah. It was a nice big space and a lot of people participated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was sort of a, it felt a lot last minute. A lot of people this year was like that, but a little more so. Yeah. And so um, the um, uh, over at uh, the IGDA, there'd been talk previously about um, uh, that them putting on a site if needed. Mm-hmm. And this year it was needed. So previously IGDA hosted the site. So like and that was many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But then Glitch and IGDA worked together and then Glitch like planned it all out and stuff. Yes. But like I think it was in partnership and then like glitch kind of just took the reins yep but like it was difficult for glitch this time so uh, uh thankfully igda was able to uh host another site and then uh glitch was also able to you know create a site which worked out because glitch couldn't get the bigger space that they wanted yeah and because igda was putting on a, a, a smaller site then their smaller site that they ended up with which is at their offices mm. ended up being a good compliment yeah so it was all like uh you know a grand piano tumbling down a stairs and then landing perfectly normal with nothing broken mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> that's yep. what the whole situation felt like yeah um but in the end um there were about there are 100 people bet- across both sites right um there were about 12 games published per- on each site and there was communication between them rachel um who's the c- community organizer at glitch uh, uh who runs the discord yeah. for them we've had her on the show before yep um, she was uh, facilitating communication between the two groups. Um, there were a couple of floating freelancers who worked, uh, did stuff for both uh, teams on both in both sites. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, there was a there was a sort of a permeable barrier between. So we got to so we get to still be one community right. a little uh-huh. bit. And so it was uh, it was a situation that was tricky, but ended up working out really well for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, people at this table uh, helped put on both events. Right. Um, Dale and I helped organize the IGDA site. Dale ran registration. Um, I, I made a bunch of graphics and helped organize on the day of. Uh-huh. Um, and Stephen, you helped doing team building and, and more, I imagine. I helped organize it as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, for the yeah. Glitch site. Mm-hmm. And which means you didn't end up making a game. I didn't. No. This was the first time I haven't made a game in, I think, six years. Wow. I realized. Yeah, Does that I, bum you out? No, it's kind of relief. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, you felt busy anyway. Well, yeah, and the time leading up to it, I was like, I kept debating on whether or not I even wanted to make a game jam. 
Yeah. Or make a game. I was I one thought I had was like to make I could just make three really small games that maybe had nothing to do with the um the theme uh-huh. um for each of the three days. That sounds like a larger scope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I just ended up not participating. Actually because like Hyperdot came out the weekend of uh, yeah, the day of the first That's thing. Yeah, day. yeah. So I actually ended up just playing through that. <laughs> the uh, I don't know what went into the decision, but when mm-hmm. the Hyperdot uh, release day was planned, because yeah. Glitch published the game, mm-hmm. um, they like the date of Little Angel was well known by then. So there must have been other reasons why they had to pick that date because that seems a very inconvenient date. I don't know any of the specifics, but I think that you know being exclusive with Xbox probably complicated dates. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have to. Hype it on their stuff. Yeah, too. and they have to adhere to what Xbox wants if they want mm. Xbox mm-hmm. support. So. Yeah, well, when we put out Widget Satchel, we had a very short list of dates we could pick. Mm. And then we picked one, and like, this is a backup. And then immediately, um, Stadia's release date was announced that week. So we're right. like, okay, we'll do our backup. So you really get boxed in to your few options. So that yeah. does sound like slightly what happened. Yeah, but as a result, I think uh, Charles was saying, like, he was, he was, he wanted to make a game, but then I think people convinced him, like, no, enjoy your launch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what he did, right? Yes. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. good. That's, that's good. That's good for him. That's basically all he's been doing is just been watching streams of people playing Hyperdot yeah. the past few days. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, I made a game. I joined um, uh, uh, Scott Lemke, who has not been on the show yet. Mm. But I've been something we, we should solve. Yeah, so <laughs> we should solve that for certain. Yeah, um, he's been making NES games for the past couple of years, like mm-hmm. proper NES games you could flash to a cart and play on original hardware. Yeah, and um, he has he's been doing that for the past couple of years, and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch to that wagon. Yeah, um, and so I'm like, I'm gonna learn some C. I might be able to write some assembly. It's uh-huh. gonna be fun. Uh-huh. But then you, I was, you can hear him on um, the last. Game, Global Game Jam episode. He said like three sentences. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, so uh, unfortunately, when I joined that team, I was the only one who, who did art. And then the other three were expert C programmers. Oh, so uh, it was great. I got to learn a whole lot of stuff. Oh, I just okay. didn't get to do any programming. Sure, which was okay. like, yeah, that's fine. I can't do everything, mm. uh, even though that's always what I want to do. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Um, one of the freelancers who was floating around, I, I grabbed her and I said, hey, would you like to do the the cartridge art for our, our game? Yeah. And then that way, so we came up with ideas for characters and then I gave that to her very, very loose, like no instructions. Like it's this one line descriptions and then she made up a, a concept designs for characters, really quick line art. I took that and then that's what I used to make sprites ah. as a basis mm-hmm. and then I gave that back to her and I had to pick colors based on the palette limitations of the NES, which you gotta look into this. It is rough. Like, oh. But I love playing oh. in a box like that's yeah. i can be most creative when i have these limitations and so it was a really interesting exercise but then then i gave those those sprite designs back to her mm-hmm. and then she made full color uh, designs and box art for us and then i took that and then i made a character select based on her full designs oh. and then uh worked with uh, did a title screen so it was a really fun process yeah cool um kissy is her name um and we'll put the link to her page on the global game jam site because she did art for a couple of games game was fun to do and i don't know that i will do it again i feel like i kind of got my experience out of it but i did have quite a lot of fun and i didn't have any of the stress of programming or making builds yeah which means i didn't really get to play the game a lot as it was being made oh, it was yeah. kind of weird but it was fun cool. so it was very different for me for sure yeah cool dale i heard you also made a game yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been teasing it since the top of the episode. Uh, I was just there to register people and kind of like hang out and help people if they needed help, like connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. After the like noon Saturday, like announce how your game is going. And if you need any more help, I got a Slack message from Beth Korth that said, 
hey, Dale. And I messaged back, hey, where are you? And then I went to go see her. And she said, you know, they were talking about needing actors for this. We had talked to them about being in their thing already. And they like really didn't need us as actors. They already had like a plan to just do it themselves. And that was fine. They were doing a full motion video. Oh. Bandersnatch style game they described it. Ah, okay. Yes. And me and Beth have never seen Bandersnatch. <laughs> so we were like, we could do that and we could do it funnier because they had this this wild like time travel like, you know, shoot yourself kind of like put on like headset A or headset B or headset C mm. kind of like plot line going on and we were like, that's very complicated and not funny. Yeah. And funny was the watchword for you. <laughs> And me and Beth are funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Beth, Beth Korth, uh, who has been on the show a couple mm-hmm. of times, uh, she uh, is she, the one who really put on this site. She got a, a, yeah. a, a location at the last minute. She, you know, put together the schedule. She made yep. sure everything was working. She, she like, was the host. For she, the site. she managed me and what I was doing to help out. Like she gave me tasks and made sure that she got what she needed from me. Yeah. And just is the person responsible for the, it happening at all. And I, at a certain point, just got like, I want to make something. Yep. And, and so, asked Dale to help. And so what? At like 3 p.m. on Saturday, we started making our game. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we planned out a script and we, we used agile development with like, what's the least amount of work we can do? And we shot it all. And we are now one take Bethendale. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we made a game, which you can now see on the Internet. Yeah, we'll put a link. You can go right to it. No download required. Yeah. Um, I helped Dale at the very end get a WebGL build out of Unity, yep. which is something I never done before. So that was fun. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I opened up Unity for the first time in my life. Oh. That's something I never done before. Yeah. I, I programmed in Unity. Oh. That's something I've never done before. I was immediately made fun of for having the 2017 version of Unity on, oh. my, <laughs> on my computer. I stole somebody else's code. Those guys who made the, the complicated time travel shoot yourself game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Foss put together a framework for a full motion video <laughs> thing for their project and then donated it to Dale and Beth to use on, on their project, which oh. was so cool. Yeah. We're very convincing. Yeah. <laughs> it was very kind of him to be like, yes. oh, you, you want to do one too? Here it is. Yes. And then helping me upload it twice because the first time I did not save my project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then teach me how to use Unity. Mm-hmm. But it all worked out and it got yeah. uploaded and I have a fully playable game. Yeah. Wow. Start to end. It's not just playable, it's replayable insofar that there's a button at the end that says replay the game. <laughs> Yeah, on on one of my two endings, because <laughs> I did not do it on the other one. Along those lines, uh, me and Beth decided we would really like to give the keynote. If you've been to these global game jams before, they give they they show you a video before, and me and Beth decided that we would very much like to make that video for next year. So because they were very disappointed in in it. Yes, oh. <laughs> like I've only seen one video ever before, and apparently it's like the best video ever made for this. So, Last uh, year's went over pretty well. I yeah, think. yeah, it was the hashtag self care women. Mm-hmm. I I'm. I'm watching. I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm watching Stephen think yeah. really hard. It was about the. So that's they. You know, for the Global Game Jam, they'll do these. Uh, every site will play this video, and at the very end, you get the theme revealed yeah, to you. Right. So the idea is that the videos are kind of long because mm-hmm. it it ratchets up the anticipation, but at 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 the cost of them being a little long. <laughs> It's a little long. long? No, they're um, always too long. Well, but that, that, that's by design, right? Yeah. Like, I think people criticize that, but I think it's on purpose. I mean, yeah. sure. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, perhaps. But like, I feel like they do it because they want you to be like almost there. We're about to really do the theme, and it's it's it, and they fill that time with it. So um, Dale and Beth resolve to uh, offer their services to fill that time better. I think. 
<laughs> we're much funnier. I mean, we're not we're we're as funny as the the hashtag self care woman yeah. women, but we are much funnier than the I uh, the I shot this on my cell phone up my nose guy or the I'm I'm in a hot tub speak I'm speaking to you from a hot tub for no reason woman. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one was weird i don't know why yeah. they did that. i think it's a lot about context though i want to make sure like if people we'll put links to last year's and this year's uh videos um i believe they're public now no longer yeah. unlisted because yeah. they are it's good content like i want to make that clear yeah it's just yes. that in in the context of like waiting for the theme it's like a little interminable but um there's some really good advice and good guidelines in there that i think are useful even outside of a game jam context so we'll link that and you can judge for yourself how it might feel if you weren't at a game jam um but uh and i think that's why maybe sometimes when they make them they don't necessarily know how it's going to feel exactly because they usually make good stuff it's just like people are like just anxious for the theme and they want nothing other than that right they want to want to go yeah (laughs) Martha, did you did you participate in the game, global game? Gym? No, I had I was moving things. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's how houses work. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you also have like an event one of the days or something? Oh yeah, I had to do flute a flute thing too. So yeah, it so was. Um, There's just a lot of reasons. Just you couldn't a lot do of it, reasons, which is such a bummer. No, it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of over the jam thing. Yeah. Well, that was a stark change. well you've talked in previous episodes after jams about like how team building can be frustrating Uh, and stuff uh. like that and and uh, you just decided that it's just you're happy to not worry make it a problem for you anymore yeah i was like oh no i can't do it oh i can't oh i don't have to (laughs) (laughs) just realized like yeah that's something i don't have to like worry about missing anymore right why stress about it yeah like it's a lot of stress and the the like the I got, I've gotten out of it now what I've wanted to in the past couple of years mm-hmm. and I don't really need to do it again. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good to do at the time. Yeah. Uh, but now it, I'm in a point in my life where staying up all night is more detrimental than like yeah. <laughs> anything else. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but Stephen, yeah, you didn't I'm, make a game and you don't seem to regret it. No. Because you've done enough of these. I have done a lot right? of them. Yeah. I make games all the time now. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I've never made a game and I did fine because yeah. I had a low pressure team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I stole somebody's code. <laughs> <laughs> Flash. We all steal people's code. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not unique to you. <laughs> oh, I did normal things that are totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy I I was on a team, but I would also would have been happy if I wasn't, I think. I actually was kind of, I went in thinking like, I don't know that I'm going to do anything other than help run the thing. Yeah. And I was ready for that be, to be okay with that. Yeah. Because for the same reason, I've done this enough times. Mm. Um, but what was nice being part of, you know, helping put one on and seeing people work together and like, you know, uh, like uh, having people share project code and like it being sort of a little part of making that happen is yeah. a new experience for me. And so I really, I got a lot out of that, I think. Cool. That's good. Okay, so that ends January, leads right into February. And it's sort of the biggest news in February, according to the notes here, is that everybody except Dale got a haircut. Yes, that's important for everyone to know. Y'all got haircuts. We're looking sharp. Uh huh. You can't see us, but just trust us. Just trust us. They all look very good. See, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and Dale would know, because Dale did not get a haircut, and just default uh, looks good i will say that when i came <laughs> home after my haircut dale did not notice oh which if you seen me before the haircut you'd be like how is that possible first thing i noticed when i saw you I was like you got a haircut i didn't yeah. say it but like you knew i knew and <laughs> I, I, to be really honest on yeah. the show is i i my hair gets i let my hair get long and then i so i can try out different things on the way that the fewest haircuts in a year is my strategy <laughs> oh, okay. but i went much further with that one because i was so stressed about about releasing widget satchel mm-hmm. 
and you know uh, um, uh, moving out of glitch and like all the things and the, the what we were doing with the show yeah and just like i last year was really tough on me mm-hmm. and i did not care what i looked like and that's that was a big part of it and i yeah. just was like oh i need a haircut and i'm like i just don't care i don't care and then finally i just was like okay it's now becoming a physical annoyance <laughs> Yeah. So finally, I would just do it before we went on our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it, I, I think people will identify with that where you can just sort of like a thing you cared a little about. And I never cared a lot about how I looked. Sure. But like there's an interesting when you realize that you care even less all of a sudden and why that's the case. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure there's much to be gleaned from this, but I wanted to mention it because it goes like I had a real tough bottom half of last year. Mm-hmm. And, and that was maybe the only telltale sign of it. <laughs> Because I didn't really talk about it to a lot of people, um, but yeah. uh, but I got a haircut, which means all my problems are solved. Yeah, ah, so, yes, <laughs> that's how that works, right, guys? <laughs> that just happened for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so the team's doing great. Yeah, <laughs> <Excellent>. except Dale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no, when I'm doing great, when my hair gets shorter, be able to see it. Visual representation. Um, also, so. y'all went to New York. Uh, yeah, Mark did. where we're sitting uh, here recording the show, Dale and I just got back yesterday from a trip to New York because one of the things that, you know, I was having a tough time last year and I don't take vacations. I don't, I, I only go somewhere when there's a reason. So to a conference or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have fun there and I'm very much, I like to do and make things. I don't like to, I don't like to be a tourist. That's not fun for me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't like to sit on a beach and I don't like to go yeah. shopping. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, but, um, when, uh, David Byrne, who is one of my favorite musicians, uh, uh, toured, uh, on his new album last year, they came through to Minneapolis and, uh, the, the show itself was described as a really great production and I don't go to concerts anymore cause I'm not in college. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, oh, I should really go see that. And I'm like, eh, that's fine. Whatever. And I didn't. And then I really, really regretted it mm. uh, because, um, stop making sense. The concert movie is one of my favorite uh, uh, movies of all time. And this was described as sort of a successor to that in a way, which also toured before it was, it was put on film. And so it would just nagging at me like, like I, what a mistake in my life that I missed the chance to see this. Yeah. And then they took the show to Broadway and ran, did a two month engagement there. And I'm like, you know what? I should go. I was like, Oh, if only I could go there. I'm like, I'm an adult. I can buy a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> like it really, it really, it took me a while to realize that I could do that mm. because of the, where I was in my, in mm-hmm. my mind, like yeah. thinking it was impossible. Yeah. So yeah. I, I asked Dale, I'm like, could we go to New York? And yeah. you were like, yeah, of course we can. <laughs> yeah. He literally phrased it to me as, if I sell, sell the HoloLens, can we go to New York? And I was like, "You, we don't have to sell the HoloLens <laughs> to go to New York. We can just go to New York. Yeah. I did, though. Um, that's another thing. I, didn't put I, I bought a HoloLens back when they came out, and I did a lot of uh, demos on it, and I did, I did projects, but it was always meant to be something to play with. Yeah. Um, and um, it had been on a shelf for a while, and the new one just came out, the uh, second HoloLens, oh. but they're hard to find. Oh. So right now, you could sell your first-generation HoloLens to a bunch of enterprise people who are very interested in them for essentially the price you paid for it Ew. and so I, I did that oh all right so it paid for our trip and some more trips after that hey <laughs> anyway um but yeah that's that was i had to justify it to myself mm. because it felt a bit, a bit like a waste because i don't take vacations i don't uh, i don't feel that mm-hmm. as a valuable use yeah, of money because we're always going you know like we're going if, places if a lot, we're going yeah. to gdc we're going to gdc and that's the reason we're going and we're doing a bunch of stuff in san francisco too but yeah. like gdc is not cheap no. San Francisco is not cheap. No, no. Oh. And Dale's not someone who loves vacations so much that she would 
pressure the two of us to go places. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we went to New York and I had a great time. So, um, uh, so we just talk about a couple of things we did just okay. for funsies. What did we do? We, we went to go see American Utopia. That was the plan. Yep. And we ended up going to four Broadway shows or Broadway theaters anyway yep. in our four days, yep. uh, which was nice. We went and saw a live taping of the late show with Stephen Colbert, yep. which was fun. You just put your name in a hat for tickets. It doesn't cost anything. Um, we, we, on the day we flew in, it was that night. And we, I was looking at the thing. It says like show up at nine o'clock, and I'm like, that's so late, or eight o'clock. Where like, yep. does they normally shoot those so, shows in the afternoon? Like know? at four. Yeah, and in in the dis- the ticket description, it says you will watch the Democratic debate, and then there'll be the live show. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They do live episodes when there's like special things. Like, but the next Democratic debate is until next uh, next week. And what's going on? The Iowa's the day before. I was I didn't realize it's the State of the Union. So they just uh, copy and pasted their instructions. Mm-hmm. But so we had oh. to we had to watch the State of the Union, oh, the God. whole thing, front oh. to back, oh. in the Ed Sullivan Theater with hundreds of other people. Um, the benefit was everyone was laughing at the right times because they're yeah. things. Okay. Yeah, it was. A, but it was, was a it was a slog, and everybody was getting restless because yeah. that's what that's how they do those live shows. Is you watch the thing, that, and then meanwhile the writers are frantically writing jokes. Yeah, and then they come out and Hopefully do the show. They're getting the audio from the audience because you can hear us all laughing at the yeah. same thing. So I live tweeted a little bit of the audience's reactions because that was kind of fun mm. to hear what people were like guffawing at <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, we don't talk specifically about politics, but it is we live in interesting times. Let's just say. All right. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the week before you record this, which is the, the beginning of February, a couple of days in a row, big American news all happening: Iowa, the State of the Union, the impeachment trial, all that stuff was all happening at once. Yeah. Uh, it was sort of interesting to 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 see the live late show and yeah it was a live show so that was cool there was no uh they, they don't they uh, live to tape is how they normally do it mm-hmm. just like we do and then we edit a little bit that's yeah. sort of how these things do it so it was kind of fun it was a different experience we don't have anything to compare it to because we hadn't been to a normal taping of a show like that but that was fun then we went and saw uh, american utopia but we also saw hamilton uh, oh, yeah. uh of course we, you did well yeah because <laughs> well, i i mean it's hamilton such as big pop culture thing but like very few people have seen it all told yeah um, yeah and uh and you was know, it d- good it was very, very good. Um, yeah. Dale and I don't like musicals. We like American history. So we're like, we'll probably be in the middle on this thing. <laughs> but yeah. it is so well done. There's so much unique music. It is sung all the way through. So it's not oh. one of those musicals where there's talking scenes in between. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like every second is really well designed. Like that's what I appreciated most about it is that there are things you can fall back. You can just, I'm singing this line of dialogue. Like it would means nothing. It has no function. Yeah. But the way they did it in this show is astounding everyone who's told you it's a, a masterpiece is right it's so so good okay okay i was i was gonna go back to my criticisms oh, which yeah? are it's from a very male point of view oh absolutely and then secondly they totally shortchanged my favorite character in that period of time time and like in that specific group of people mm-hmm. who is theodosa and yeah. i was very sad about that oh yeah because like she gets mentioned, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That the, there are there's actually quite a few female cast members, and they, uh, but part of that is that they are forgotten by history, and the play makes a point of that. Um, but it it can only do so much with the source material it has, and it's really it is disappointing. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but like like this woman is like particularly yes. really interesting because she was she was married to a British officer at the same time that like he was off doing war stuff. She was hosting like Washington and people in her house, yeah. like hosting the revolutionary army in her. It was house. a hostel of revolutionary who's who's all, all uh, uh, put up by this one woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she ended up marrying Aaron Burr. 
Yeah, and that's not really mentioned. You're right. That is a that's a that's a whole. It's um it's 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 mentioned as like Aaron Burr's girlfriend, and yeah. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that she's married to somebody else who is a a officer, but like they all act as if they don't know her. And it's like, dude, at this period of history, you were like staying in her house. So yeah. you know her mm. and she was helping you. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the problems I think with musicals are that they 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 time jump a lot and then they can they spend a lot of time in one place and they're not well paced mm-hmm. because it's about the songs, not about the story. Mm. So you end up spending a lot of time on one particular thing. But uh, Hamilton is a biography of, of, of someone's entire life ends up being a perfect format for a musical ah. <laughs> because you can slow down and, and look at one little piece and r- have three songs in this section and you can cut out years of, of time and it doesn't feel weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can arbitrarily do it as it kind of works. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing I thought was at the end of Hamilton, there's a whole section where they say like, it's sort of imploring the audience. Like, there are you've heard of this person you've heard of that person but who will tell the story of the other famous people who really made a difference and they're like they're making a plea to the audience to remember and tell the world about this unheralded person alexander hamilton and they had no idea that would not be a problem in six months <laughs> oh <laughs> so that later that so we saw hamilton in the afternoon and then later in that night we, we saw what we went to see to new york to see american utopia which if you've seen stop making sense the film it's very much like that um, but it is also, it's, it's incredibly modern. Um, uh, David Byrne has more, uh, he talks to the audience a little bit more than mm-hmm. that concert film or, or that, that concert. And there's more, uh, more of a thematic connection for the whole piece. Um, there's a great cover uh, near the end uh, of it. And we'll link to the, uh, it's on the whole cast albums on Spotify, but yeah. just really good stuff. They, they do a song, um, that, it, uh, is about, uh, that was done originally at the, I think at the women's march in 2016 um but it uh, talks about uh, the uh, victims of gun violence and Mm. police brutality and it it has a really interesting construction where uh it's a call and response to you know it's a say their name is is the the, the theme of it yeah and 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 seeing that in that context is really interesting yeah and there's a lot of meta to it like it's it's a really expensive broadway show (laughs) and like so there's like you know how much of it is performative and so they it it, and the audio the show itself acknowledges that Mm. in an interesting way Mm. um and um but it's cool it's it's a it the it's it's it talks about the world as it is but also about having optimism for 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 people in it okay which is a really i really like that that attitude it's not it's less cynicism more empathy Mm -hmm. but without any kind of like papering over what 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 our what our problems really are yeah meanwhile most of the show is just great songs like so but then it's held together by that and it's always reminding you of those themes um also this week was announced that spike lee is going to be doing a filmed version of it so it will be available elsewhere and i'm really happy about that so other people can see how good the show is yeah so that's why we went to new york and i'm really happy it went out really really well um and then we saw the musical, the musical, the musical. Right. Beetlejuice. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a good lead on the tagline. I really like that yeah. a lot. Uh, Dale, you loved it. I did. Why'd you love it? Because um, there was singing and dancing and it was Beetlejuice. <laughs> All good reasons. I like yeah. What else did we do in New York? Um, we went to the Transit Museum. Yeah. that's uh, For people who know Metro Nexus Mark, um, <laughs> that was a big highlight for me. Is yeah. The Transit Museum. It's in a, a disused uh, a, a subway station. Oh. So the whole museum is a subway station. The top level, you know, with the with turnstiles is exhibits. And then the track has a bunch of old rail cars from the hundred plus years of the New York subway. That's cool. Uh, and many of them you can go in and sit down. I took lots of pictures of Dale in them. So maybe we'll put some of those in the show notes. Uh, subway cars through time. Uh, that was quite a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. It was so much fun. We have both been to that museum before and we went again. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. And the last thing we did in bringing it back to games, back on topic, <laughs> is we went to NYU Game Center for their Playtest Thursdays. They do a Playtest event every week. And uh, NYU, uh, the Game Center, is their game design uh, uh, um, uh, department. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But the uh, the Playtest event is for the whole community, uh, New York City. And this is a thing that uh, I've learned sort of uh, recently, but I could really see it, is that the New York City game development scene is about the same size as the Minneapolis game development scene. Yeah, and I was surprised to hear you say that, but I think you're right. It's because there isn't as there there's there I would say there's probably some more industry there, but not the way there is in San Francisco right. or or even like uh, Bethesda, right? You know, or, yeah. or Austin, mm-hmm. like the places that are really big hubs for uh, game uh, a AAA game development. New York just doesn't have as much of that, and so they have a lot of their the, their community is very much like our community, and it was kind of interesting because yeah. like the city is many orders of magnitude larger and has more people in it. NYU Game Center, uh, they also have the uh, called the institutions, the academic institutions that we don't necessarily have. Yeah. Uh, we have Stout nearby. Uh, and then our uh, computer science department here is robust, but does not have a games department. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's interesting to see how they have a similar size with different pieces. Yeah. Um, but it was very cool. We got to meet some NYU students and a bunch of people from the community who are older who, who come who use that as their weekly playtest event. Um, I playtested Metro Nexus uh, nice. with a bunch of people, which was really fun. Talked to some folks. Dale played some games. Um, yep. She had some people play her uh global game jam game <laughs> yep i realized that people did not think that my adr which stands for uh automatic dialogue replacement was as funny as i thought it was because i did some after the fact audio replacement and i thought it was hilarious every time i listened to it and it what's funny for the developer is not always funny for the player right yeah. <laughs> play test <laughs> yeah that's why you gotta play test you gotta see if what you that's why global game jam games are, are so uh, varied and innovative uh, because no one has the ability to see if it's going to work right. and so you get a lot of really fun ideas and things are not sanded away but they're also like not sanded smooth uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so we had a so, great time yeah we had a great time and they had an interesting concept of like when you go to play test a game they hand you a little stack of chips and each chip is worth a piece of pizza and so as a developer you can have a pieces a couple pieces of pizza and if you're there, there to play test play test a game you get a chip you have a piece of pizza for free yeah they're, they're little like tokens and yeah they it's oh. that's, that's the currency for the free pizza nice. which was so, so clever like yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah. it was great um and we uh I, I took a bunch of nice games club uh, flyers and i told people about the show so if ta- you're listening from there hello yeah. <laughs> hello nyu students we, we left a, a, a stack of them uh, with the organizer and they say great we have a place where we put these things oh cool and i'm like yeah. cool so either we buried with those things or <laughs> yeah. it's a place people go and actually check that stuff out yeah. uh so here's hoping so welcome nyu listeners mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah had some good conversations i played some games i played a game about a little robot with a grappling hook hand yeah he was real cute. I was real <laughs> bad at the game. I gave him that feedback. <laughs> that you were really bad at it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, for the first levels, they have to make it easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we came back, and then it was now, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, so true. I think that means uh, that it's time to end our show. <sighs> uh, very close, yeah. Oh, Oh, do we have to talk about what's coming up? Uh, no. No? <laughs> that, that we're going we, to GDC? We're going to see people on chain, Train Jam? 
nothing we you know we've got we've got more episodes to get to that i think um this is a long one because we haven't done this in a while yeah 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 no it's been a while (laughs) but you know what we're gonna be doing it again next week so yeah we're we're very so returning listeners hopefully you uh were prepared for all that extra talk new listeners welcome to the program it's not like this every time (laughs) listen again next week and it will be better it's only bad because i'm here talking about my my vacation oh you're, you're taking it all on yourself yes i am not true <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I do want to say dale it's it's great to have you on the show yeah. for this one particularly because we as a clubhouse we met every week to work on the website to talk about uh, logo stuff to talk about how the show is going to be run how yeah. we're going to be recording it in the future and dale was 100 percent a part of that process right. the whole time mm-hmm. uh, yeah was- i didn't take a nap once <laughs> <laughs> You can't see me. I took a nap. But <laughs> Sometimes. You hear the three of us every week, um, but it was the four of us putting the sh- show together right. during the break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. I, so I want to thank you on the show, not just for being here, but for helping us this whole time because we really couldn't have done any of it without you. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm going to now say the outro and then go take a nap. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like an excellent plan. That's our show. If you liked it, leave us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app and tell all of your friends too. If you are interested in any of the topics we talked about in this episode, make sure to check out our brand new website at nicegames.club for more show notes and links to resources. Like with playtesting, we are always looking for feedback on our podcast. You can go to nicegames.club slash feedback and tell us what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter at nicegamesclub where I tweet game dev resources and pictures of crafts or might retweet your gif. Or by email at contacts at nicegames.club. Ask us questions or give us suggestions for topics. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Yes. For now, we're going to be recording from here. You probably, listener, will not know this difference, but it's a big, it's a big change for us. Um, Unless so, you're really sensitive to that AC unit, unit and yeah. you hear that all the time and you're missing it. I suppose so. We we'll make- just have to add that back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to. We, ha- we have a. We have a sample of that. I'm sure. We just need to make sure to add it to episodes. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's an important part of the program. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.